Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am extremely excited tonight as we have the guitarist and songwriter Ryan Barstert coming on from the hard rock metal band Throw the Fight. So it's going to be a great interview tonight. We're going to take you on a really cool journey. I really do a different interview, um, unlike any others. So I want to just give people a little bit of background, and then I'm going to do a nice introduction for the band. A little bit about myself, I have my doctorate degree in clinical psychology, and one of the things I truly enjoy doing is interviewing as part of my profession. My other side um, that I'm passionate about is the entertainment industry. I'm a huge fan of music, comedians, films. So what I wanted to do was create a forum to bring people on in the entertainment industry where I could interview them and support and promote them and their products to help them get their names out there. Uh, Personally, I know how difficult it can be. I do everything on my own independently. I'm also a singer-songwriter, and I've done some writing for some magazines. So again, I really wanted to create this forum to support people out there in the entertainment industry. Um, Although I mentioned that I have my doctorate in psychology, I am uh, not doing any formal therapy on the show. I throw that out there all the time. Um, We do talk about things in an educational format, but the show is purely meant for entertainment purposes. And also, I want my guests to feel as though they can talk about whatever they'd like, but just to keep any identifying information anonymous, especially if you want to share any embarrassing or potentially, um, you know, uh, humiliating stories, so to speak. So if you're tuning in, create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. If you want to call in tonight, the number is 805-243-1320. I do have a chat room open, but because I'm a one-person show, I'm really going to be focused on the interview with Ryan. All right, so let's do a great introduction for Throw the Fight, and then we'll bring Ryan on. Throw the Fight is a hard rock and metal band. They're based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, the band formed over a decade ago when I was doing my research on them. These guys have been around for a while, but they've secured some major accomplishments throughout their career, which include selling over 25,000 copies of their combined albums, landing on the Billboard Heat Seekers chart with their album, What Doesn't Kill Us, and having their singles, Not So Hollywood and One Step Away, to name a few of their singles, garner some significant airplay on radio stations. The band has supported major acts such as Bullet For My Valentine and Black Veil Brides on the 2013 Monster Energy Outbreak Tour, as well as they have played on festivals such as the Vans Warp Tour and Taste of Chaos. Despite some challenges these guys have encountered um, along the way, including some lineup changes, um, switching to a different label, and also unfortunately having one of their members um, undergo a serious medical condition, which I was very happy to see he is doing very well now. The band has truly illustrated to me personally um, their passion and dedication and what perseverance is really all about in this industry. So they're back now with a new phenomenal album. It is titled Transmissions. I want everyone to pick up a copy of it. Seriously, there are no filler tracks on this album. Every song could seriously be a hit single. So check them out at throwthefight.com and let's bring Ryan on. Hey, Ryan, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Great, great, great to have you on. Thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. Cool. So um, let's start out in terms of, I always like to do a little bit of background, and then we're going to get into, of course, the bands and the album and all that good stuff. 
So tell me a little bit about um, where you grew up. Were you originally from Minneapolis? Not originally. I'm originally from uh, Detroit, Michigan, uh, Dearborn, actually. It's a suburb of Detroit. Um, okay. I moved to, to Minnesota when I was 11, so I've, I've been in the Minneapolis area for the majority of my life, though. Okay. Tell me a little bit about growing up in um, Detroit, Michigan, in terms of, you know, what were you like as a kid? What were some of your interests? Just to share some interesting stuff before we start to get into the music aspect of yourself. Sure. I mean, uh, Detroit is, is the Motor City, so it's it's all <laughs> Henry Ford and, and Ford Motors and and uh, Kiss and rock and roll and, and all that good stuff. So, okay. Um, no, it's it, it's uh, it, it's honestly um, it's a little bit depressing, you know. I mean, uh, D- Detroit has has had a hard hard run of it, and uh, you know, it's I guess you don't really notice that stuff, you know, as a kid growing up, really. But looking back on it now, you you know, you it really kind of kind of hits home a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, I, I guess as far as my interests when I was a kid, it's always been music, art, uh, design, and uh, okay. you know that that kind of stuff. Cool, cool. So as a little kid, were you someone who, like you're saying, arts and design? And I want to definitely delve into that because I wasn't even aware until I had done a little more research that you're a graphic designer, which is really cool because I definitely have a side of myself that's very creative and artsy too. So as a kid, were you someone who was enjoying, you know, versus video games and things like that? Were you someone who was drawing all the time or doing things like that? Always, yeah. I was never really into video games that much. I've always wanted to be in design ever since I was about 10 or 11 years old. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what I went to school for and got my formal education in, and uh, I, I still do you know web design and, and graphic design full time as well. Very cool. Where did you go to school to get your degree? UW Stout. It's in Menominee, Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. And digressing back, was there anyone else in your family that was, you know, interested in design and arts and stuff like that? Was there anything specifically, if you can, you know, reflect back as a little kid, what inspired you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it does run in my family a little bit. Our drummer, Jeff, is my little brother. So we've been okay. playing together for forever um, since we were little kids. My my grandmother is is an artist, and, and she's done a lot of uh, fine art and, and painting throughout her life. Um, she's cool. very, very talented. My dad is uh, was a guitar player as well, um, so it kind of runs in the family a little bit, and, and he's the one who I always credit with getting me into hard rock and, and metal in the first place when I was when I was a little kid. So he got me into Metallica and, and Sabbath and all that stuff, and it was all kind of downhill after that. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, nice. What did your parents or what do your parents do for a living, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, my mom is a social worker. Um, my oh, dad okay. is um he, my dad is semi retired right now. He's been in pharmaceutical sales his entire life. He just recently kind of semi retired from that about a year ago and now he's working part time um at a local Lexus dealership detailing cars. So he's he's super into cars and uh you know that that, that circles back to the Detroit <laughs> nice. up in that area. So nice. he's, uh, he's doing that right now. Very cool. And then outside of your bro- yeah. uh, brother Jeff, who's your drummer, do you have any other siblings? Nope, just the two of us. Oh, okay, okay. And how how far are you guys apart in age? We're about three years. About three years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very yeah. cool. Okay. So, like you said, growing up, you were you a kid that was into sports at all or anything like that, or no? It was more like you said, yeah. more kind of the arts. 
and it was it was mostly art, but I, I did play baseball and and soccer and you know the typical uh, team sports and stuff like that when I was growing up. Sure. Nice, nice, very cool. And where you said you work right now? Do you work full time in addition to doing the band, or is it something that I do? You, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, no, I uh, I work at a uh, a software, um, an IT software company here in in Minneapolis. So I do that full time, in addition to the band, and then I also have my own freelance company that I that I operate as well. Wow, very cool. Good for you. You know, I think it's it's an interesting um, thing that you bring up because you know, and I understand a lot of bands. You know, would say to make it, you have to you know, put 150% in, you can't have a part-time job. You got to kind of live and, you know, die and breathe this. But I think you can probably, and I'd like to hear your perspective just in terms of you having a full-time career and going to school, which I think is great. You know, what is mm-hmm. your perception of the industry today? And, and you know, what recommendation? And I know it's very subjective. Everyone has their own, you know, ideas and, and how they think it should be done. But knowing what you know and being around the block with, you know, having several EPs out, a couple of albums now, you know, what is your, you know, viewpoint, so to speak, at this point with uh, the industry? Sure. I mean, the industry is uh, is in a tough spot. I think everyone knows that, and it's really no secret at this point. Um, we've right. been lucky. My parents have always been very, very supportive of, of us pursuing music, and I, and I think that was because uh, we never opted to um, – you know, go do that in lieu of getting a degree and having a fallback plan as well, too. I think it would have been a little bit of a different story if we said, well, we're not going to go to school and we're not going to, you know, we're going to move out to L.A. and we're going to push this full time, which, you know, which would have been great, too. I'm sure they would have supported it, too. But, um, you know, it, just, it takes money to make money. And, and it's it, that's I think that has a lot to do with us being able to do the things that we've been able to do is because, right. you know, we've been able to finance a lot of this stuff ourselves because we're all working in addition to it. Um, you know, that being said, the younger you are, you know, the easier it is to do this stuff. I mean, uh, I guess if I had to give one piece of advice, if for someone wants to pursue this full time, I would just say, do it, you know, and, and go do it as much as you can. And, 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 uh, if you can tour full time and, and make it happen then do it because, you know, life happens. Eventually people get married and they have kids and, and it's, right. it's, it's inevitable. So the older you get, the harder it gets. And, uh, you know, while you're younger, you don't have, you know, as much responsibility and, and, and bills and <laughs> mortgages and things like that. So sure. it's much easier to, to pursue and, and tour more and, and things of that nature. Definitely, definitely. And and we'll get off the topic of jobs and the stuff in a second. What does your um, younger brother do for work? What does Jeff do? He's a personal trainer. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, Very he's cool. a trainer. So. He, has, uh, he has his own independent clothing line, so he um, – you know, wow. He, he pushes that pretty hard as well too, which I, I do all what the time um, as well. Yeah, if you want to plug the clothing line, what type of uh, clothing line is it? Yeah, it's called Iron and Ink Fitness. So it's uh, it's a clothing line t- uh, geared towards the uh, the tattoo and fitness community. Oh, cool! Very cool. Nice. Okay, so let's digress a little bit. How old were you when I know you said that your father got you interested in the you know, the hard rock and the heavy metal, you know, how old were you when you started to really get inspired and decide that you wanted to start playing an instrument or guitar? I was probably about 10 or 11. I think that was when I started playing guitar. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty much all, all downhill from there. You know, I, I, I think I rehearsed maybe four to five hours a day <laughs> in, the, in the beginning wow. there. 
you know, for for at least the first few years. So I was, nice. I was very very much involved with it. Nice. Did your did your father teach you, or did you take any formal lessons, or did you self teach yourself? A little bit of both. You know, I I, uh, I did take lessons for about the first five years, um, and then after that, I kind of taught myself just you know what I needed to know. I, I don't know how to read music or anything like that. Actually, none of the guys okay. in our band know how to read music. We just wow. know how to play by by ear, basically. So. <laughs> That's imp- hey, considering you know the album, and we're going to get into it. It's it's great. It seriously is. I was actually just working out to it before after I got home from work, and cool. it's just it's phenomenal. It really is. But Good. yeah, that's pretty impressive to see that you guys don't read music at all. And I mean, you're so proficient and just so spot on with your instruments and your writing. So really yeah, great. Yeah, we'd probably job. be a, a hell of a lot better if we did know how to read music. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Case. You guys are you're. You would think you do by the way you play. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah really good. No, really, really good. So um, so when did you start getting into the idea, you know, hey, I want to be in a band. I want to start writing songs. You know, when did that start to creep in? In college, we formed in 2003 when I was a, uh, a freshman at Stout going to college. So I was about, um, I would say, 18 or 19 at the time. Mm-hmm. And then we just kind of just kind of played around local bars and, in the Menominee area and, and branched out into the Minneapolis area and, and kind of uh, started playing bar gigs and, and club shows, and that was basically our beginnings. Okay, and you, you were named Throw the Fight from the start, or did you guys have a different name? Nope, it's always been the same name. Okay, cool. And how did you come up with that? I always like to hear the story behind uh, the name for the band, how that got solidified. Yeah, I mean, it's basically a tribute to uh, our grandfather, who was um, – a, a boxer, like an amateur boxer in, in during World War Two. So he did a little wow, bit of boxing while he was cool. in the army. Yeah. But um yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a little bit of a tribute to to that. You know, I, I know a lot of people think it's it kinda has a negative connotation, but that's that's not really the case in our instance. No, definitely not. I think I think you know, I think it actually captures a lot of you guys too in terms of you know, and we'll get into whatever you feel comfortable sharing, but you know, you guys have persevered a lot, and I think you've overcome a lot as a band, especially with your lead singer who was going, you know, through cancer and, you know, a lot of stuff. And I think Throw the Fight is not negative. I think it's actually more of a, a strength, you know what I mean? And it, it illustrates just what you guys are capable of. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly how we look at it as well. Yeah, very cool. No, cool name. I like it. Very cool. So like you said, you guys started forming in 2003, and was it mainly the crux of you and your brother that started it? No, it was it was basically uh, myself and a few other guys. I'm the only original member left at this point. Um, still, okay. Still carrying the torch. <laughs> okay, there you go. But we've uh, we've we've had a few a few uh, singers over the years, and and we've gone through numerous lineup changes. It just right. you know it just it just takes a while to find the right members, and you know like I was saying earlier. You know, life gets in the way. You know, people, once you decide that you have to tour and things like that, you know, people people think they want to tour, but when you actually start doing it, it's just a really right. hard lifestyle. And they and they realize really quick that, you know, this is not what I want to be doing. <laughs> so that, you know, that, that has caused a lot of lineup changes for us over the years. But we've gone through several several singers and several guitarists and, and things of that nature over the years. But you know, Jeff, is, he's been with the group for quite a while, probably, you know, he was probably the last six or seven years maybe okay okay and and real quick it's interesting because you know it would 
from the way you guys are brothers, you might think that, you know, a lot of these bands I've interviewed that do have siblings in the band together, you know, they were kind of the, the founding members, so to speak. So, you know, what brought your brother in and tell us a little bit about, you know, what was he doing musically? Um, was he in other bands? And then he had the opportunity to say, Hey, I'm going to commit to you guys. Yeah, that was pretty much it. He was in another local band. Actually, all the guys that we're playing with right now, um, we've all been good friends for, for years. Brant, our, our other guitarist, um, him and I went to high school together. You know, we've known each other for, for years, and, and all the cool. guys in the band right now have been dudes that we've just been uh, friends with for quite a while and, and played with, you know, in other local bands and things of that nature. But Jeff, uh, he was in another band called Regiment Wrong with Brant, our other guitarist at the time. Okay. Um, you know, and, and, and it was just kind of a natural transition. You know, when Corey left, it was kind of like, well, you know, we'll have bring Jeff in, and that was pretty much the end of it. Really, really easy to uh, to get him in the mix. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, and I read that you guys, like you said, I mean, you've definitely went through a variety of lineup changes along the way, but like you said, that sometimes the challenge is finding the people that are the right fit or are able to, like you said, commit to this challenging journey that you guys are on when you're in a live touring band. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and real quick, do all these other guys in the band, do they all have full-time jobs too? Yes. Yep. Wow. Okay. And what are, yep, so what's, uh, what's, what's, what's Brant doing? What does Brant do for work? Uh, Brant is a software engineer. He works oh, nice. at uh, okay. a software company called Oracle here in Minneapolis. Um, wow. Cade um, is, a, you know, is in sales, auto parts sales. Um, Chris, our other guitar player, we have three guitarists. Um, I know. He's currently going to school. Crazy. He's getting his master's in uh, in psychology, and he's um, he's working at a at a psychologist's office right now. Um, and then James um, owns his own painting company, um, and and uh, does sales as well. Good. So yeah. some of the guys are kind of like you know we've got our our standard um, you know day office jobs, and the other half of the band kind of are still working full time, but they've got a little more. They're kind of their own bosses and things of that nature. Right, a little more flexibility. So here's here's the million dollar question. I mean, you guys have six mm-hmm. members in the band. How yeah. do you coordinate your schedules so that I mean, that's a, I mean, is it challenging to find a label? You know, I think it's an interesting question that would take a band that you know has members that are you guys are bright, you're smart, you know, you have full time jobs, um, but you also want to do this at a serious level. So mm-hmm. how do you coordinate your schedules? And was there ever any challenges with a label saying? yeah, we want to take you on, but in order to take you on, we really want you guys to kind of drop everything and do this full time. You know, that was never really um, an issue for us. It, it was cool. great. Our first label, Cordless, which was, um, they were part of the, the Warner Music Group, which you know, I don't think they're even around anymore. I think they folded quite a while ago. But, um, you know, they, they were the first ones to chance on us and, and um, never really had an issue with it. And we've been with our current label, Bullet Tooth, for the last, I would say maybe three or four years, um, mm-hmm. and Josh has always been cool with with everything and supported our decisions. And it was, you know, it was never really an issue. So we've been we've been very lucky. But in terms of just you know organizing our schedules and it's just yeah, I mean we're, we're big fans of spreadsheets. Great. <laughs> right. I mean you have to you have to you know I mean it's it's yeah. just, it, it is a pain in the ass to coordinate schedules and and book dates and things like that, but. I wouldn't do it if, if we didn't love doing it, you know, and that's just, that's just part of the deal. I'm kind of a control freak. So I, um, you know, I, I like 
doing this stuff myself. I mean, we do have a team that works with us as well, but I've always had that mentality that, you know, if, if I'm not doing it, then it's probably not getting done. So I just, I just prefer mm-hmm. to do that and take the reins. And, and, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of how we've been able to do some of the things we've been able to do over the years is just by staying focused and dedicated and, and, uh, you know, perfecting the craft and all of those things that go into it. Yeah, and being organized, as you said. I mean, you and I will have to yeah. have a conversation off the air because I don't even want to get into bands that do this full time and then forget to call into the interview. So we're not going to share that tonight. I mean, but you know, yeah, I mean, let's let's be real. Musicians are are shady, right? <laughs> no, but it's not even Musicians. that. It's like, but no, seriously. I mean, organization, being structured. I mean, that is key to I think, and you can relate to success in any area of life. And I think, right. yeah, it's 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 kind of fascinating sometimes when it is a band that, you know, is doing this full time and that's all they're doing. And it's like you don't have a schedule or you don't have some type of a planner, like, <laughs> you know, what's going on yeah. here. But, um, sure. again, we won't reveal any, any names or anything like that. But, you know, just to pull in some, <laughs> no, just to pull, pull in some humor, um, I can totally – Relate, and I appreciate you even called in early. I saw you in the switchboard. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! This guy even called in early." Yep. Yep. (laughs) So cool. Very cool. No, I appreciate it. So let's do this. I want to definitely um, check out a couple of songs tonight, and um, your label had um, given me permission. I want to plug Amy uh, Sierretto, who's been great from Adam Splitter PR. I've booked a ton of interviews with her, so I just want to, you know, give her a nice uh, kudos out there for helping book this uh, show. So yeah, one of my awesome. favorites. Yeah, she's great. I've done so many interviews with her, and she's just really, really cool person and just really professional. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my personal favorites, and it was so funny because I was actually um, going back and forth with Brand. I said, you know, if I had my choice of the next single off your album, I said it would be "Bury Me Alive." It's it's such a great track, and fortunately, that was one of the tracks I was able to choose from the um, couple that the label sent over to me to pick from. So let's do cool. this. Tell us a little bit about uh, the song Bury Me Alive. Um, you know, just give us some meaning behind it, maybe, you know, something interesting, if you can recall where you were when you wrote it, and then we'll check it out. Sure. Actually, uh, when we wrote this song, Brant pretty much wrote the music for, for this song. He uh, It was a tune that he had mostly had finished, I believe, and and brought it in, and uh, we just kind of put it together. It really had small, minor changes to it when we were in the studio doing it, so it, it was one of those things that just came together really, really fast for us. Cool. And and what was any – did Brant have the idea of what the meaning was behind it, or what was what was the meaning according to James, who wrote the lyrics? Like, is there any content or something? That you can share yeah, about you it? know, James was the one who wrote all the lyrics. He actually pretty pretty much writes all of our lyrics. Um, we we kind of let him run with that stuff. Um, you know, honestly, I don't I don't know what to <laughs> what to tell yeah, him that's in terms okay. of what it's about. <laughs> I, I'd hate that's to say okay. something and then have him be like, "No, man, that you were absolutely wrong. That's not what okay. it's about at all." We'll, so we'll do that. I'm just gonna let people run with it and make their own interpretation. There you go. That's what I was going to say. Let's leave it open to interpretation. Because I think, you yeah. know, personally, I think a lot of the music you guys write, especially the lyrics, and, and this is a, a compliment to um, James, is that, you know, I think they are very open-ended. And I think people can apply them uh, to their own lives and their own situations as they see fit. So that's pretty cool. All right. So yep, let's absolutely. do this. I'm going to put you on hold, Ryan. We're going to check out the track, and then we'll come back. Cool. Okay. 
All right, everyone. Again, you're listening to Ryan from Throw the Fight, and we're going to check out their um, my actually my personal favorite right now single off of their album, if I had to choose one, which is uh, "Bury Me Alive," and we'll be back in a minute.
right, everyone. Welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. Again, Throw the Fight with their song, Bury Me Alive. It is off of their album, Transmissions, which is out right now. And I highly recommend that everyone pick up a copy of it. It is a great album, and it was just released early in April. So check it out. As I mentioned, there is not one filler song on this album. It is just really heavy, melodic, and great music uh, that these guys put out with this new album. So let's bring Ryan back on. All right, great track, Ryan. Really love it. Thank you. Yeah, really, really cool stuff. So let's talk a little bit about, and then we'll get into talking about the album. Um, it looks like you guys, let's see, you brought James on. When did he come on? Because he's been with you guys for a while now. Yeah, quite a while. He he was in the group when we um, when we were tracking In Pursuit Tomorrow, which was our, our first uh, full-length record, um, which I, man, that was probably almost 10 years ago at this point, eight years, something like that. So he's been with us for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. It was about, you did it in 2008. Cause I have it in here. My notes right yeah. here. That was your debut okay, album, yeah. right? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, and he came on, um, how did you meet him? Uh, just through playing uh, with other bands locally. Uh, he was in a band that was fairly, fairly had a pretty big local following here in Minneapolis called two ton crutch. And uh, okay. after that, he was in another band called The Payback, and we played a lot of shows um, with The Payback over over the years uh, with our previous singer. So that was kind of how we knew James. Cool. Very cool. No, he was definitely a great fit. And, you know, I read from some of your bio and stuff like that um, from the research I did that, you know, he really brought a new element and dynamic to the band because it sounded like you guys were – you know, searching for someone that was going to, I'm not sure what you guys were missing, but he definitely brought something new in from what I read. Yeah, definitely. Our, our previous singer, Paul, was a good vocalist, uh, but we felt that it just didn't really vibe with, with the style of music that we were trying to go for. So we were, you know, what we found in James was pretty much exactly what we were looking for. That's great. That's great. But then, unfortunately, he was diagnosed at some point pretty much early when he joined the band, not too long after it, with cancer? Yep, that's correct. Oh, gosh. And, you know, I'm I'm happy to hear, so happy to please to hear when I was reading articles on him and stuff that he's been doing very well for a long time now, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yep, he's doing great, great now. Oh, what... And tell us a little bit about that time, because I can't imagine just not only how distressful that is for him to be going through that, um, but, you know, you guys are finally finding kind of that, that key to the band to hopefully get you guys move into that next level again, and then unfortunately this happens. Yeah, I mean, it really helps you put things into perspective, you know, when, when stuff like that happens. So we basically, uh, you know, pumped the brakes for a little bit, and we had to cancel a few dates, and, and um, we ended up doing – a benefit show for him, which was really cool and, and raising some funds for cancer awareness and things like that. Um, nice. But so, you know, it, it was, it was a couple steps backward at first, but, but it was, it was temporary. It didn't, you know, he, he got the treatment he needed and, and we were back in the saddle, you know, relatively quickly after that. That's great. That's great. Well, I'm glad to hear again that he's doing really well and he's healthy and yeah. that's great. That's great. So did you guys go on a brief hiatus between like 2013 and 2015? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. What was, what was going on that you guys took a break before getting into, you know, talking about transmissions and and the new album? Sure. I mean, when we, when we decided to take a little break, we had just come off. Well, I I would say it was maybe a few months after that we'd come off of that tour with both my Valentine 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and at that point, we had been grinding super hard, for, mostly touring full-time for the most part, um, for, you know, a solid 10 years at that point, and, and we were just really burnt out. Um, at, at that point, we, we needed to, you know, we were at the end of our album cycle for What Doesn't Kill Us, and it was time to, you know, start writing again and, and look at getting back into the studio, and the material was just not happening for us. Um, we were just burnt out, and, you know, it was really hard to mm-hmm. focus and be creative. So, and we were under, you know, the band was under a, a mound of debt, you know, financially and, and things like that. So it just, it made more sense for us at the time to take a break and, and just work more and be at home with our families and, and pursue other things. Um, and honestly, we, we never really even thought that we would regroup down the line, but you know, what ended oh, wow. up happening was I, I started building a uh, a little studio here in my house just to kind of teach myself home recording and, and engineering a little bit. And, and I, I started writing with Brant last summer. Um, it was last June. And the idea at the time was to, to write material for, for to try and land a production deal, you know, for um, just like TV placements and, and things of that cool. nature, licensing and right. placements. And um, we ended up writing a lot of material really, really quickly. Um, so, you know, we decided, well, let's, let's send the stuff around to the dudes and send it around to the label and see if there's even any interest, you know, and, um, and there was, and everyone was on board and we kind of reformed with a new lineup and that was basically, you know, now we're here again, zero, zero, literally zero to 60 in a matter of like eight months. (laughs) Wow. That's great. No, that's really, and it's, it's interesting to hear because I think that sometimes you do need that break that mental break, you know what I mean? To separate yourself and, and move away and kind of give yourself some room to breathe. Cause like you said, you're touring for 10 years. I mean, I can't imagine the toll that that takes, you know, on all of you. Yeah. It's, um, tough. it's tough, you know, and, and we're, I mean, we're all older dudes. We're all in our mid thirties. We've all got kids. So, I mean, it's, wow. it's, it's, it, it's tough, you know, but I, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining too much. We definitely love no, it. You're not. We wouldn't do it if we, if we, you know, we wouldn't do it at all if we didn't love this stuff, but. You know, like I was saying earlier, the older you get, you know, life gets in the way and the harder it gets. And, you know, the more money that needs to be made to support a family and things like that. So it's it, it definitely gets tougher for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. And let's and let's digress a tiny bit. So how did you meet um, the new label you're with now, Bullet Tooth? Just tell us a little bit of background on, you know, how you crossed over from Cordless to working with them. And it sounds like they stood by you even when you guys were on the hiatus, which is just that I, I don't know if you hear stuff like that. So that's just really cool to see the support you must yeah. have from them. Yeah, definitely. We've known Josh for quite a while. Um, when we were with Cordless, Cordless hired Josh. His old label was Trustkill Records. Um, mm-hmm. So they actually hired Trustkill to come on and assist with marketing um, our first record. So that was kind of how we got in the mix with Josh and, and got to know him. So um, so we were kind of working with him indirectly for uh, in Proceed Tomorrow, and uh, when our contract expired with, with Cordless, we just kind of kept him in the loop and, and stayed in touch over, over the years, and we had uh, started doing demos. This was probably, you know, maybe four or five years ago at this point, um, and just kind of kept him in the loop, and, and at the time, he was interested in signing the band to his new label, and that was basically the end of it, so it, uh, it was a pretty smooth process. Nice, nice, very cool. And like I said, he must, the label must be very supportive because to let you guys, you know, again, go on a hiatus, take your time to write. You know, most labels are pushing up on people. Hey, you got a few months. We got to crank this thing out. We got to get the album done. So, again, I think that's really yeah. cool that you guys have that flexibility and that, that leeway. 
Yeah, definitely. They've, they've always been really cool about that and just kind of let us do whatever we want to do. I mean, I, I think we put enough pressure on ourselves with, within the six of us um, mm-hmm. where, you know, it, it's definitely <laughs> something that we don't need, having someone else put additional pressure on us. But, you right. know, when we, when we did transmissions, we you know, there was a lot of pressure to crank it out as fast as possible because we did it, um, you know, over vacation time. So, it was a matter of, you know, we've got all the material written. Now we need to go out to L.A. and track it, like, the whole record in 10 days. <laughs> so it was it was pretty intense, but it, it worked out. And, and you know, I, I, I like going away to other places to, to record because you can just kind of leave everything behind. That's kind of where you can really focus on being creative. Nice, nice. Yeah, tell us a little bit about, you know, going out to record and stuff because you worked with uh... – some great producers on the album, uh, Carson Slovak and Grant McFarland, who have, you know, worked with some yep. major artists. Yeah, so tell us, how did you get hooked up with them, and tell us about the recording process. Sure, yeah, Carson um, mastered our last record, so that was kind of how we, we met up with him. Um, okay. So he's got some credits on our on our last record. And uh, when it was time to start shopping producers, um, he was one of the first ones that we thought of. So we sent him all the demos, and him and Grant were, were into it, and that was basically it. It was it was really, really smooth. So, you know, we had pretty much done all the pre-production ourselves um, prior to, to flying out there. So we kind of tracked all of the demos, really, really bad demos <laughs> in my, in my <laughs> house, and we had sent them all to him. So he was he kind of had an idea of, of you know, the direction the songs were headed, and we went out there, and, you know, it was just minor tweaks and changes when we were out there, but we pretty much banged them out, you know, really, really quick. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, but I think that's cool that on your end, you guys were able to, like you said, you did the demos yourself, so you probably saved mm-hmm. everyone a lot of time, you know what I mean, in terms of going in there yeah. really prepared and, and knowing what you guys wanted to do with, of course, their expertise and, you know, production and things like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's nice having that outside ear. We love working with other producers because, you know, mm-hmm. in our case, a lot of times you work on a song idea for so long, it gets you get tunnel vision and it gets kind of hard to see um, it in a different perspective or a different light. So it's it's nice to get a fresh set of views on things. You end up making That's a better great. better product at the at the end of it. Yeah, no, I agree. Sometimes you just get way too close to this stuff, and it's it's hard to kind of see clearly at that point. So yeah. that's great. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. So you guys had about 25 songs um, mm-hmm. from my research, and so how did you narrow it down to pick the ones that you chose for the album? And what are you doing with the other ones? <laughs> the other ones are kind of on the back burner. I don't know. I mean, we talked about after we came back to from doing the record, we were just – we were so amped with the material. We're like, you know, let's keep writing. Let's go do another record. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I think that's definitely. I think that's definitely the plan. But but I think we'll probably just scrap it all because if it wasn't good enough to make the record, then there's probably a reason for it. Um, so we'll probably just keep writing and and uh, do some do some more material. But it wasn't really 25 finished songs. It was it was 25 songs in in various stages of completion. Right. You know, I'd, okay. I'd probably say we had actually maybe 15 finished songs and the rest were uh, partial ideas and things, things like that. So nice. But yeah, nice, I don't know cool. if the other stuff will, we'll see the light of day. Maybe, maybe, maybe bits and pieces of it here or there, but we might, we'll probably end up scrapping it. Oh, well, I'm sure it's great stuff. I mean, hopefully it will come to uh, <laughs> fruition and, and come to light one day for all of your fans to hear. But, um, <laughs> So, yeah, so, again, some of um, – I definitely want to play a second song, and then we'll come back and, and, again, talk about any upcoming shows and things like that that you want to share with the audience. But, um, cool. again, 
uh, Don't Let Me Don't Let Me Down is a great song. Uh, Drown With Me, I love that one. No Surrender is awesome. But I wanted to change it up a little bit. And it was funny because I had another opportunity to play a really heavy song. But, you know, one of the Mm -hmm. songs um, that the label said, you know, people really like and they're a huge fan of is um, Passing Ships. And I think that's a really cool kind of dichotomy to really show a different side of you guys. And it is. It's a a great, it's a beautiful song. So um, if you can share any information, if you know anything about that one, (laughs) feel free to. And if not, we'll uh, we'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was just a simple acoustic jam um, that we had kind of worked on in the studio. The, the majority of it, Cade um, had wrote from his end, and and it's, it's kind of a, a little bit of a studio track. Uh, Carson was the one who added all the production and 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 played all of that himself, all the strings and keys and, and everything like that. So cool. the guy is, is is amazing with that stuff. Wow, very this cool. Yeah, I like side. it. <laughs> What's that you said? This is our softer side for sure. <laughs> yes, it's the softer side. No, it is. It is. And I think that's why I wanted to kind of share that one too, to show people that you guys, you know, yeah, you can really rock it out. You're heavy. You know what I mean? But I think you can also sure. show some really cool songwriting and, and, and taking it down a notch and, you know, doing some more stripped down stuff, so to speak. So it's a great Yeah, track. we try and mix it up a little bit. <laughs> cool. All right. So let's do this. I'll put you on hold and we'll check out passing ships and then we'll come back. Cool. All right. All right, everyone. Again, you're listening to Ryan from Throw the Fight. We're going to check out passing ships of this dread. A little bit more of a ballad, stripped down version of um, what these guys are doing, but I think it really shows a different side of them and and their excellent uh, musicianship. So let's check it out and we'll be back in a moment. Oh, you pass 
All right, welcome back to the Carrie Lone Show. Throw the fight with passing ships off of their new album, Transmissions, which is out now. So definitely pick up a copy, download it on iTunes, and uh, be sure to check these guys out. Go to throwthefight.com where you can get updates for upcoming shows and much more on them. All right, let's bring Ryan back on. All right, you're back on, Ryan. All right. All right, cool. No, great song. Awesome, beautiful song. Thank you. Very cool. So what's what's in store for you guys in terms of any upcoming shows, any festivals you're going to get on? We've got a few in the works right now. Um, nothing that's announced yet at this point. We've got a okay. handful of dates right now on the schedule. Not Nothing too extensive, though. It's just, um, you know, we'll be in Wisconsin this Friday in the Wausau area, and then we've got a show in Duluth, Minnesota in May, and then we'll be down in, in Madison in June with Three Pill Morning. Um, and then we've got a, a few more uh, dates where we're supporting some some nationals that are going to be filling in here in the next couple of weeks. Um, and then hopefully another festival date that we'll be announcing as well soon. So, But nothing that's confirmed at this point. Okay. Yeah, so everyone can go to we your, your Facebook page. We just got with, uh, with Trapped last week, which was a oh, ton of cool. fun. Those guys, How did uh, that those go? guys were super cool. Really, really well. Yeah. All the shows were great, and, and their crew and, and the band was, was awesome. So we all we all had a good time. Nice, nice, very cool, very cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, tell us anything else you want to share specifically about transmissions right now in terms of, you know, and I want to ask you a couple more other, you know, side questions, but about the album, anything you want to share with the audience in terms of encouraging them to pick it up? As I said, I've done my share, I hope, of uh, promoting this thing and telling people that it's it's phenomenal and seriously, they need to pick up a copy of it. No, yeah, that 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 pretty much covers it. I mean, if, if, if you like the tune, definitely – Definitely support the art by buying it. <laughs> I mean, uh, definitely. It's, it's it's so hard to sell music these days, and uh, you know, it, it, music is kind of seen as a commodity. So it's it's just yeah. It, if if you like what you hear, definitely buy it. So we can go back and record more and keep this train rolling. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Do you? Have, I mean, that's an interesting thing you brought up, and it's it's unfortunate the way the again the way the internet is set up and stuff. But do you, Ryan, have any creative ways to try to get people, you know, to get the music out there, to get people to purchase it? Is there anything that you can think of that you've done that's been helpful? I mean, we'll do anything. You know, we'll we'll drive it over to their houses if that's if that's what they want. You know, I mean, I'll I'll take a CD and wrap it in bacon and mail it to them if that if that's what someone right. wants. I we we don't really care, but you know, it's it's uh, we just try and be in every. Um, avenue that we that we possibly can. So, you know, it's like I said, it's tough. You know, but the majority of your sales uh, are on the road. So people buying CDs right. at uh, you know at your shows and things like that. I mean, with streaming, you know, that's definitely the way that the industry is going. And on the one hand, as a consumer, I love it. It's the best thing ever. But as an artist, I hate it. You know, it's it's right. it's, it's horrible. You know, so I mean, there's a little bit of a give and take. You know, I mean, it's it's definitely it's a step up from file sharing for sure, you know, because there's at least, you know, people can share it and, and, and there's kind of a, you know, a, uh, an exposure aspect to it. I mean, Spotify has been great for us, you know, on the one hand, why would anyone buy the music when they can listen to it for free? But we've also gotten a lot of exposure, you know, through Spotify, people who probably wouldn't have heard of us in the first place. So you cool. kind of hope that, you know, People may might go on online and maybe they're streaming it for free, but maybe they'll buy a ticket to a show down the road, or maybe maybe they'll buy a shirt or something like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. it's, you kind of kind of take as much as you can. 
No, I think like I think that's a good point you make. I think it has a culmination effect, like you said. If if someone hears it on Spotify, then they check you guys out and either they purchase it or like you said, maybe they did get a different product, a T shirt or something like that. So I think that's that's a good way to look at it too. Definitely. Right, right. Absolutely. Cool. So what do you guys like to do? I mean, I know that you have your full time careers, you're you're doing music pretty much full time too, but you know, any mm-hmm. interesting hobbies that you have or any of the members have? I mean, in terms of do you like to read books? Do you like to watch movies? You know, anything interesting you guys might do on the side that people would uh, like to hear? Yeah, I mean, we, we've all got toddlers right now, so we're in the Frozen a lot. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so you we're, all we're have all kids. Watching, we're all watching. Yeah, pretty much four of the six of us have, have kids. So we're all watching okay. Frozen probably about a dozen times a week. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. Do you <laughs> like it? <laughs> Yeah, it's great. You know, I've uh, yeah. I've I've uh, reconnected with my inner child for sure. I mean, we've nice. uh, you know, I, I mean, we're 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 super involved with with that. So I mean, yeah, between the band and and between you know design and stuff like that, and and our families, that that takes up a lot of the time. I know Brant is into jujitsu and and things like that. So okay, um, you know, and Jeff's got his clothing line. So I mean, if we're not doing the band stuff, we're working or we're pursuing other, you know, entrepreneurial um, avenues and, and things like that. So we've got our hands in kind of a little bit of everything, honestly. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. No, I mean, no, it's great. I mean, you guys are definitely a eclectic uh, group of musicians in many different ways. And I think that's really cool. I think it's cool to see different sides of people. Um, and I'm yeah. happy that you were able to share that tonight. And I hope that people oh, can sure. uh, listen to the interview. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so any, uh, I guess, I mean, I've had you on for almost an hour. Any, you know, closing words, any things that you want to, you know, say to the audience or if you just want to plug the websites and your Twitter and all that good stuff where people can find you, that's sure. fine too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, for everyone who's who's picked up the record and listened to it and, and come across the band lately, I just want to say thank you. You know, we appreciate that. Um, you know, people can find out anything they need to know about us at throwthefight.com. Uh, all our social media links, everything is, is pretty much up there. Um, sign up for the mailing list if you want to know when we're going to be in your area. But, um, yeah, I mean, we'll just keep plugging away at it. We'll, we'll try and make the rounds, and you know, we tour as much as we possibly can. So we love meeting people at shows and, and connecting with people online and, and through all our various you know, social media channels. So feel free to, uh, to hit us up. Cool. Very cool. So yeah, thank you so much for calling in tonight, Ryan. Again, it's it's a phenomenal album. I wish you guys nothing but success with the touring and with this new album. And just want to also throw out there that you're always welcome to come back on when you have some new music to promote. Great. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay. So have a great night, and uh, we'll definitely keep in touch. All right. Thanks, Carrie. Have a good night. Okay. Thanks, Ryan. Bye. You too. All right. Bye. All right, everyone. Again, the guitarist Ryan Bossert from Throw the Fight. And if for some reason you tuned in late to the interview tonight, there will be a podcast available uh, once it is over. So you can stream it or you can download it. You can also access all of my podcasts on iTunes. Uh, there's 200, over 200 interviews now available with major national bands, comedians, filmmakers, and a lot of other entertainers. So please check out the interviews. I really try to take you on an interesting journey, and every interview I do is very unique and tailored to the artist or the entertainer that I have on my show. So um, please follow The Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. If uh, you can become a fan of that, that'll be great. Like the page, and that'll give you updates for all of my upcoming interviews and more. 
I'm also on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. And uh, if you follow me, I will follow you back. And also, please become uh, a friend of mine on Facebook. You can uh, request me. I have two personal pages. One is maxed out. So find the one that's not because I also love to keep in touch with people that way. So again, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Um, I do have some other interviews coming up. I'm working on solidifying them. We have uh, Mark Tremonti coming on. Tremonti, he's going to be coming on this week. I'm just solidifying the uh, time and date. So I'm really looking forward to interviewing him and the new album Dust, which is going to be coming out, I think, this uh, Friday. Um, I also have a band called Really Cool Guys and um, actually a girl in it, too, called Hands of the Tribe. They're going to be coming on this upcoming Monday, which will be May 2nd, I believe it is, at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. So definitely check them out. Some really cool stuff going on. They have an EP out right now. And as I said, the name of them is Hands of the Tribe. Um, so other than that, I'm going to wrap things up for tonight. Again, thank you for tuning in and please check out the podcast. If for some reason you tuned in late tonight, thanks again for the support everyone and have a great night.